together growing in faith my dear brothers and sisters today i would like us to reflect on the gospel of john chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 12 there are a few things that i would like us to tease out and to look into it the first one there was a marriage in Cana. There was a wedding in Cana. Jesus was there. So too was his mother. And so the first thing that the author of the Gospel of John wants to remind us is to invite Jesus into our lives. This is only chapter 2 of this Gospel. If you go to chapter 1, we are given a presentation of who Jesus is. He is the Logos, the Word of God. Through Him, all things came into existence. He came into the world and the world did not accept Him. He came among His own people and His own people rejected Him. And so in the Gospel of John, the first place where Jesus is welcomed, where Jesus is received, is in a family. And go back to that old English axiom, the family that prays together stays together. And so one of the first challenges that the author wants us to, to think about, have I a room for Jesus in my home? Is there a place of Jesus in my life? In our relationship? In our homes, in our families, have I taken time out to make Jesus the most important guest in my house? That's the first thing. The second thing that I also find absolutely amazing, for the first time in the Gospel of John, Jesus is not alone. His mother is with him. And I find this absolutely interesting. I cannot say I love Jesus and despise his mother. I cannot love Jesus and have disregard for Mary. She becomes the part of our lives. And as you go through the gospel of John, you realize that Mary is at the beginning of the gospel uh, at the wedding at, at Cana, she's also at the end of the gospel, at the foot of the cross. And Jesus gives us Mary uh, as a gift. He says, woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. And so in the gospel of John, Mary works with Jesus. And so the next important question, have I created a room for Mary in my life is there a place for the virgin mother in our home and i often say to myself every household must have a statue of mary or even an image of our lady so that we can find the protection so that we can be led to a son jesus christ the third principle that i find absolutely amazing in this gospel account Mary notices that they have no wine. Now, there's one thing that I have come to realize. It does not mean the guest, or rather the host, did not prepare much. 
I want to argue that the host thought this is enough. Everybody will have enough and there will still be leftovers. But they still went out of wine. And that can happen to us in our own lives. I think I'm okay. I think I've prepared well. I think I'm sufficient. I think I won't need anything right up until I'm in a mess. Sometimes we can fall into a trap where we think, I don't need you. I can do it without you. I can fall into a trap where I think I'm self-sufficient. We can fall into a trap I can do without them. But we all need each other. I am because we are. We are because I am. Shakespeare says, no man, no woman is an island. We all need each other. There are certain things that I can do that you cannot do. There are certain things that you can do that I cannot do. As Mother Teresa beautifully said, I can do something for God. You can do something for God. But we can do something great for God together. So we need each other. We need to grow with each other. We need to learn with each other. But also we need to help each other to grow. A typical story is told, and you probably know this story. It is a man who dies and who goes up to heaven. When he gets up to heaven, there are two big halls, big rooms where people are eating. And so the angel enters him into aula number one. And as he goes to this hall, he sees people struggling with food. And they are so thin and they are all crying. And they all are saying, I'm hungry and I'm hungry. But there's so much food. And the food has been spilled all over the tables and on the floor. And he looks at them and the angel says, just look, they are all hungry. And he goes to the other room. When he gets to the other room, it's still the setup is the same. The halls are big and then there's food. But these people are not scrawled. They're not thin. They are well fit and they are well fed. And they are every, every, everybody's excited. They're happy and they're eating and they're excited. And there's joyful happiness in this room. And, and, and he asks, why are these happy and those not happy? And he says, did you notice anything? He says, well, not much. Because they all have food. They all have spoons. But why are the others not happy and others are happy? And he says, let's go back and watch again. And he saw everybody had a long spoon. And so everybody was trying to feed himself in aula number one but in aula number two they will take up the food and feed you he will take up the food and feed me and that's how life is all about i need you you need me that's the truth and if we were to live in that there will be no need for competition there will be no need to stroke one's ego. There will be no need for jealousy. Because we are in this together. 
in families how many families have fallen into a trap the one on top wants to stand on the one at the bottom i want to climb the ladder and the higher i go i need to press you down and if you try to climb i want to pull you down there is no need for all of that your success is my success your celebrations should be my celebration the fourth element mary goes straight to jesus and he says to her they have no wine and jesus says that's none of my business clearly he says I, I want nothing to do with that but there's something that mary that she does she doesn't argue with jesus she just tells him son they have no wine she walks away does jesus listen to mary of course he does of course he does and i often go to her and i say please tell your son i'm struggling please tell your son this is not going well and mary has that ability to talk to her son to present the story on our behalf John chapter 2 verse 5 the only recorded words of Mary in the gospel of John she goes to the servants she says to them do whatever he tells you and that's the message do whatever Jesus tells you what is it that Jesus wants you to do in your life just listen to him listen to his voice listen to his counsel allow him to guide allow him to lead us allow him to be the king of the castle do whatever he tells you in conclusion dear friends there are about six water jars that can contain about 20 to 25 gallons of water now these jars are so huge but why were they there for the purification the washing of the hands to the elbow and the feet have you ever ever felt useless have you ever felt like a failure have you ever ever been around people who make you feel that you are insignificant where you have to fight for your place where nobody recognizes you they disregard you this is our gospel that jesus is able to take that which in the eyes of the people is mundane is useless is a waste and he takes it and he uses for something good there's something that fascinates me about this gospel they don't put water to a quarter to a half to a third quarter what three quarter it, it, they don't fool it they don't make it full but they take it to the brim now a brim means to the urge to the verge 
of overspilling. And that's what God does when he blesses us. He gives us an abundance to a point that it overspills. And that's my prayer for you this morning. That, that the Lord may bless you. That he may bless you with everything that you've ever wanted. That he may bless you with things that you've never known you needed in your life. That he may give it to you in abundance. That there must never be a day where you go hungry. That there must never be a day where you go wanting. That there must never be a day where you question whether he's still around. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us. To protect, to bless and to guide us. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.